Hello and welcome to a special edition of Self Work. I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. Please know that this episode could trigger you due to its topic, so please listen with caution. I remember exactly where I was in 1995 when I heard that a mother had strapped her two very young children into their car seats and watched as her car rolled in into a lake in South Carolina. Her name was Susan Smith, and she's still in prison for those deaths. I couldn't get their murder out of my head. I was pulled to read reports about it. As a psychologist, I wondered if she were a true sociopath, whether she'd been psychotic and been told by voices in her head to kill them or if she'd had some motive or crazy belief that had kidnapped her mind into acting on murderous impulses. How could she turn off an entire aspect of her being, or had feelings of maternal protection and immense love never existed in the first place for her? I was attending a conference away from home. I found myself unable to stop crying until I realized why this couldn't be another story of senseless horror. I had an almost two-year-old son. And that one fact inherently pulled me into a confusing and overpowering set of emotions, fear, anger, sadness, hopelessness. You may be there now. The killings in Uvalde, Texas tragically stand as another testament to the destructiveness and horror that one human being can create. What you tell yourself is the reason it happened or what could have prevented it will vary dependent on your beliefs and values. But the inconceivable heartache of those parents, families, friends, and community is very real, no matter what you believe. And you may be wanting to lash out, or you could be paralyzed with your own fear, wanting to hold your children even closer. But what can you do to help your swirling emotions have some sense of direction? I humbly try to give you some ideas. Look around you to do something about what you do have control over right now, in this moment, even if it seems to not have anything to do with the actual tragedy. Calm yourself by creating some kind of order. Turn to your faith or familiar ritual that can act to center you and ground you. That could be a walk. That could be a rosary. That could be a prayer. That could be a meditation. Whatever works for you. Talk to your children. Remind them of the principal of their own school, of the teachers that care for them, about how you are there to keep them safe. Let them talk about their feelings. Guide them to focus on something they can do as an act of kindness toward others. Journal or somehow express your own feelings, but couple that expression with a plan, no matter how simple it might seem. If you feel overwhelmed, especially if these deaths have directly affected you, call it what it is. It is trauma. And know the only direction that truly heals is through the feelings that you have. Let others help you and ask for their help if you need it. Use your anger or your anguish not as a weapon, but as motivation. Realize that it's better to respond than to react. Give your mind time to choose what action you might want to take, rather than creating even more chaos. Monitor your own inner dialogue so that it's productive rather than destructive. Another act of hatred or blame won't make things better. 
Know that you are being affected, and this tragedy will join with other struggles you already have to create a backdrop for what else is happening in your life. Try to be aware, and you'll have a much greater chance of making good decisions. And as always, take very good care of yourself, of those you love, and of your community. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this, very sadly, for all of us, is our self